0: travelers last week on transpo megan and sean started telling us about their incredible spontaneous and hilarious journey across europe if you haven't gotten the chance go back and listen to last week's episode and get all caught up because it's about to get good
1: So anyway we're begging with the bus ticket guy like what else can we do and he was like well you can see if you can rent a car so we're like fucking tell me where that is let's go <laughs> so we go to the floor it's like underground I think which is symbolic but <laughs> to get to the windows where you can rent the car and they have six car rental companies there so I'm like okay Sean statistics are in our favor so we're waiting in line to talk to someone and we go down the line. It's like you're just in this hallway and there's just boom 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 one after the other. And the first one, nope sorry, every one of our cars is being used. Second one, nope sorry, they're all out. Third, fourth, fifth, they're all full and I'm like about to lose my mind. Like I'm in, but you can't cry yet, you know, because there's no it's release It's so surreal. Can't with the yeah. Pad. So you're like, oh, do I just live in a box in Norway now? Like what's happening? So anyway, <laughs> we get to the last window and it's Avis. Thank you Avis and this lady who has lived in Norway her whole life says to us yes we do have one car available but it's gonna be expensive and again lives in one of the most expensive countries in the world and to her this is pricey so I'm like Hawk. So I'm like, honestly, whatever it is, like, we got to be in Bergen in the morning. So just tell me. So the car, it was $1,000. Oh,
0: my goodness. Yeah, just to rent it for maybe six hours?
1: Because, How far is it to well, try? I think you can only rent in increments of 24 yeah. hours or something okay. like that. But basically, we're coming up on 8 p.m. And it's going to be an eight-hour drive. Wow. And then we have to pay it because we're going to drop it off at the Bergen airport. We're not going to drive it back mm-hmm. to Oslo. Because we already have the flight, yeah. So then we have to pay to have a different drop-off location. Yeah. yeah. So she's like, yeah, it's gonna be, it's a thousand dollars. And I'm like, okay, well, here's my credit card. Just yep. fucking rake worst. me over the coals. <laughs> Those right fjords now. better be amazing. <laughs> but seriously, bless Avis. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you for your $1,000 card. You made
1: this trip possible. And also, I hope you're enjoying all the money that I have. Mr. Spent. <laughs> Avis or
2: Mrs. Avis is doing really well. From yes, indeed.
1: Yeah. So now it's like coming up on 8 p.m. We haven't drank anything or eaten We're anything because we've been on the it's plane. It's been like a day and And, half half and you know, we've been like sweating and running around. And emotionally exhausted. And, yes and I'm not very stoic so it was rough. So we're like okay we need to like get some food here in Oslo and then we need to haul ass and again like we're gonna drive across this whole fucking country and we have no data so we have no like no cell anything so we're just gonna be in the wilderness alone for hours. Oh my goodness. And,
2: and at this point we've done some more screenshots of the different routes from the Oslo airport to the place we're going in Bergen. That's good. Which we're pretty sure we typed in the name correctly but it's a crazy name so we're taking chances as is. Yeah. And And so like Google gives us two routes, one's like a little more north arc, one's a little southern. And so we're like, okay, as long as our car, which thankfully has GPS, gives us one of these routes, then we're good. So it's an Audi. Usually we're not into Audis, but it was pretty great.
1: As a lifelong BMW driver, I was like, wow, is this God's little fuck you (laughs) to me? The car that's a savior is an Audi.
2: (laughs) We plug in the same address on there and it's giving us a route. And we're like, okay, this looks pretty good, but we don't want to like touch the GPS again because... It's gonna get us there.
1: And also Norwegian. Yes. I can't mess with the system because if I get a screen of Norwegian, I won't know how to get back. And
2: so I started out driving. Okay, we're like, where are we gonna get some food? Let's do a drive through something quick. The thing is though, it's Norway they're sensible there's not really a lot of like drive-through takeout fast food and so we get directed to like the nearest convenience store grocery store which is amazing
1: i think you're glossing over how easy we thought it was gonna be to just grab some food on the way because we're like america you know yeah, the highways but... are lined with food and yeah. then once you're on the road norway is just beautiful nature <laughs> and we're like oh well,
2: yeah it's not uh-oh. like mcdonald's <laughs> on the signs for the next after. yeah
1: I'm yeah. Looking, we're looking at the road signs and you know, and ours always have a category for food that's coming up and nope. Not really. <laughs> They're always just about telling you where you're going and what road you're on. They're not helping you find <laughs> quick and easy food. Because they plan ahead and don't get themselves that's in these right. situations. <laughs>
2: We're already being judged. Yeah,
1: it's bad.
2: So at this grocery store, we get supplies. We don't know how many weeks we're going to be on the road or what <laughs> this is going to turn into. But thankfully, they had an amazing burger stand there. Yes. Best, One of the best burgers I've ever had. And oh, was yeah. about five language barriers to get across to order them. Yeah. But it was this. great.
1: And Sean's like, Megan, we need to buy water. And I'm like, we're not going camping, Sean. But like, we kind of are. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know that. <laughs> we don't know we're not going camping. So we get a bunch of food. Because the other thing is that provided we... make it to Bergen, (laughs) because who knows. (laughs) But when we get there, we need breakfast for the morning, because Mm -hmm. we gotta get on the train at 8 o'clock. We don't know where the train station is in Bergen, so there's that. But we also need to bring a lunch for while we're on the tour, because they sell food there, but it's super expensive. We also are gonna need dinner, because we won't come back, like, the tour's not done until late, so we need to get something for dinner, and then probably breakfast the next morning. So we actually need to get, like, a fuck ton of food, and then also, like, just things for survival on our, our great journey. It sounds like you're thinking ahead of the group. Yeah, store. now we're thinking ahead. Yeah. Yeah. It's rubbing off. Now we have our shit together.
2: <laughs> so we ended up getting this, like, I want to say six-gallon thing of water. It's ridiculous. It's, it's like, a square.
1: It's it ha- so big, it has to be square. It has a
2: special handle for you to carry it so you don't throw out your back. <laughs> and that's my style of water. So poor mm-hmm. Megan had to, like, lift this thing while we're driving. So we head out into the wilderness. And after all the kind of regrets and worries we have, it was such an awesome car ride. Because, A, I feel like Norway is a lot like the Pacific northwest in terms of the environment and like what you see driving down a random highway but almost more idyllic and yeah there's
1: no almost about it it's yeah, beautiful it's like
2: it's like a new earth before humans got there and ruined everything so that that's totally what we're getting is, yeah. for like the first hour out of oslo and then we run into these villages right and they're like you know towns or like bigger cities on the map but really who are we kidding it's a village because mm-hmm. it's norman rockwell could be on a postcard no matter what angle you take a picture at and it's so beautiful every village you come across cross, there's cows grazing, there's little rivers flowing through, and the sun is setting, so you're getting the best time wow. of day. It was
1: gorgeous. I mean, there wasn't a single dilapidated building in sight, and it was just everywhere you look, there's a little brown cow just looking back at you, and its tail is like... <laughs> cows
2: are on the place. It's, yeah,
1: they're and they're precious, and the way the sunlight was hitting everything, it was like you couldn't imagine a cuter little town, basically. Every village seemed to have an obvious sort of layout where it's like, you can see people's homes in the hills and there's a little lake, you know, or a pond or something. And there's kind of the central area where there's little shops, but it's like, it's just very centralized.
2: You didn't have to change this village for the last 300 years.
1: Yeah. And it was a really great opportunity to see that because we wouldn't have, we weren't in the car and because it's summer and we're were so far north in Norway that it didn't get completely dark till like 1030 oh that's so nice. yeah so we got like a good two hours I would say of being able to see the countryside before it got dark which was really nice yeah. yeah
2: and so then the darkness is falling and also about an hour outside of the airport we run into like oh this is really mountainous and so on the GPS it's telling us our altitude and we're going from like sea level to a, a kilometer back to sea level really quickly yeah and it's dark enough so you're like is that a cliff over there is that a rushing river over there nobody knows but yeah Yeah, you
1: really don't know there's basically no guardrail so once it was like dark dark which
2: (sighs) yeah so there was a a, there's also a great debate on when megan took over driving because it started out at about half and half and you know we were being reasonable human beings and then megan's like you know sean i think you drove like an hour you know, he drove like yeah. I insisted
1: minutes. for about the last like two years. I've insisted that Sean only drove for one of the eight hours. So what does he do? Would you like to explain? Yeah. Yourself? So
2: I I solved this problem. <laughs> I remember kind of the place we stopped and switched drivers, and it was some. It was like either like a truck stop.
1: Yeah, it was like a truckway station or something. Yeah,
2: or like fire station on around the side of the road. And so what I did is I plotted the route we ended up taking. And then I'm like, okay, so I remember this happened before we switched, and this happened after, narrowed it down to about 100 kilometers. And then I just zoomed in on Google Maps, and I was scrolling, and I was like, this doesn't look like it. What about this? Street view. You know, what do we got going on here? And I found the place.
0: So you've done some major research since the trip to
2: try to
1: settle
0: this debate. Yeah, and did this
1: happen on company time, Sean?
2: Maybe a little bit of it.
1: (laughs) So anyway, Sean finds that location. Turns out he drove about two and a half hours. But the point is, I'm the hero so (laughs) (laughs) it doesn't
2: change the moral of the story
1: (laughs) anyway it was at that point where we stopped I think we both had to pee and you know there's no actual bathroom so we can let everyone fill out the blanks on that but then I kind of had to take over though because Sean's narcoleptic so he can't really drive if he's super tired and we're in the mountains now so we're down to you know one and a half lanes really and late enough at night like that is when semis are coming through and so you know you just have to be careful because then you have to move over anyway so I take over driving at that point and neither one of us are good at resisting sleep but I'm definitely like early to bed kind of person so the idea of staying up all night is really foreign to me but I had so much adrenaline at this point I think I was just I probably couldn't have slept if I had tried anyway so I take over driving and that was really really scary going through these super windy, narrow roads, and then all of a sudden you have a semi coming at you. There's no guardrail, and it's so dark out there. You know, there's no lights anywhere. So you really have no idea what's on the other side of that cliff. And And we're
2: not even sure if we're going the right way at this point. Oh, yeah. did the Audi pick the right directions? Is there another Bergen somewhere in Norway? Yeah, like
1: literally don't know. So it's one of those situations where what you're doing is really scary. But then you know that even once you are through it, that there's a whole lot of unknowns. So even if we find the Airbnb, we don't know if we'll find the train station in the morning. So it's all just the big shit show. Well, and as we're driving in Norway, they tunnel through the mountain rather than having you go all the way over the top, which is pretty cool. And in these tunnels, I'm noticing there's signs with numbers on them, but I'm not really paying attention to that because I'm just paying attention on not slamming the car into the wall of the tunnel. So anyway, at one point I'm driving through this tunnel and I'm like, it feels like we've been here for really long time and you go through these it's like a normal tunnel, it's very well lit and then you go through these every once in a while there's like a big room with different colors like blue lights and yellow lights Mm -hmm. and there's like an emergency call box Uh and it's on kind of regular intervals and I'm still noticing these signs with numbers on them and I'm just like what the fuck is that well so come to find out that I, I finally am paying attention to the numbers on the sign and I realize it's telling you how many kilometers you've been in this tunnel. And
2: we up to uh. this point, we'd have been in tunnels that were like half a kilometer long, a kilometer long, yeah. not a big deal. Yeah, like
1: two or three, you know, I mean like not long. I feel like we went through one that was maybe more like eight kilometers, yeah. but I'm not claustrophobic and neither is Sean, you know, so I hardly even noticed it. But in yeah. this one tunnel, I'm like, this is a really fucking long ass tunnel. And then I finally realize because I'm past the sign that says 18 or whatever. Wow. And and that tunnel was 25 kilometers long oh my gosh yeah which is about 19 miles and it's the longest tunnel in the world wow and I was so glad that I didn't realize what those numbers meant until we were almost through it because I was getting stressed out by the end I'm like there's no such thing as another world it's just this tunnel <laughs> we'll never get out that's
0: crazy yeah
1: so that was that was pretty fucking wild. That's a big ass
0: tunnel. Yeah. So. It's such a cool accomplishment, even though you didn't know. I didn't you know was yeah. going I was gonna do it accomplishment. I'm so but, glad I didn't yeah. know I was
1: gonna do it. And we're also
2: <laughs> I mean at this time of night, this is maybe like three in the morning, 2.30 in the morning at this point. Yeah, it's and we're late. the only people in this tunnel. And so yeah. it's very Twilight Zone-esque. And these domes have, it's almost like you're going to a ice hotel. Yeah. And, and they're like projecting <laughs> the cool colors white. all over the white rock. Oh, and wow. it's yeah. just so weird. You're looking in an igloo or
1: something. Yeah, it was so weird.
2: <laughs> so the narcolepsy, you know, I was doing pretty well. <laughs> Even though Megan was driving, I was staying up. And Megan-
1: We're talking. Megan hates
2: road trips. That's another important oh, point. fuck me So in a car we're having to play a lot of car games. We're doing some singing. We're whatever it takes nice. but at one point I'm starting to feel pretty darn sleepy and so I'm like hey Megan we should play a game <laughs> you know keep the energy up and Megan's like okay like Sean what kind of game do you want to play and she's talking for a while and then there's a pause and Megan doesn't hear back from me because in that time after I realize I'm starting to fade out I do fade out well
1: I look over so I'm like yeah honey what game do you want to play and like long pause and then I'm like Sean and then, and I don't want to look over because it's like, well, we can fly <laughs> off this r- into a <laughs> ravine and whatever. So I look over and he has passed the fuck out. I mean, eyes not even all the way closed. His mouth is open and he's like literally unconscious. The narcolepsy finally won, which yeah. is amazing that it only happened that one time and that in my life, that's the only time he's ever actually passed out right in front of me. <laughs> but he was laughing because I was like... I just, he's a
2: medical
3: man.
1: Yeah, he was kind of a lifeless blob. Uh, this was kind of funny, but I was also like, damn it, Sean, he finally left me and now I have to fend for myself. <laughs> but I think I might have laughed loud enough that you woke up. Yeah, and then I they know you're awake. Later.
2: <laughs> Once I get a little micro-sleep, I'm good. <laughs> Just a minute or so.
3: Microsleep. And you do.
2: Yeah. Oh, so man. we made it to Bergen after all, wow. and we made it there at about like four thirty. I want to say. Four it was like th- four. Yeah. So getting into Bergen, the main part of the city is the harbor and then the town spread out inside this valley and our place is up one of the hills on either side. And these are some crazy switchbacks. Well engineered, not where the road's going to give out, but still you're like, please don't.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's switchbacks for driving, right? Not for hiking. Like it's literally yeah, for that's scary. the cars. And so, and you know, I know that Bergen is called the city of seven mountains or, or whatever it is, but in your mind, you imagine those mountains are far away? <laughs> no but it's like, no, this city is really nestled in the middle of a whole bunch of mountains. So when you're looking at the map, you know, you expect to see when you're in a city, mostly grid-like organization, but just accommodating the natural landscape. Mm-hmm. Bergen just looks like a whole bunch of zigzags that interact with each it other. It like a topographical
2: wow. map. Yeah,
3: almost.
1: I mean, so I was like, wait, is something wrong with the map? Like, I was so confused by it at first because it makes no sense. Sense. And then, of course, I love Norway. I think it's the greatest country in the world. But the language, like other Scandinavian languages, it looks like somebody just pounded on a keyboard and then was like, that's and a word. Double the vowels. Yeah. <laughs> and then added, yeah, more vowels and some apostrophes here and there. <laughs> so trying to figure out our street and all of that, it was like old Ergens Bay or whatever. And you can hear
2: the GPS smoking because it's like, I don't know exactly where to send you, <laughs> uh, but this yeah. place is kind of close. So we find. The Airbnb, make friends with a cat as we're parking the car. Yeah, there was a cat. That cat was awesome. Checked and, us out. And so at about four thirty, we're like, oh. Yeah. Finally, yeah. let's go to bed. It's
1: cold. It's raining. Is Amy there to help you? Amy, thankfully, because we were able to get a hold of her, she just left the key for us. Because I nice. would have been so sad if she had not stayed up for us. But anyway, we bring all our shit and our food in the place, and we just crumple into bed.
2: Yeah, get a good two hours of sleep.
1: Yeah, a whopping two hours, because we wanted to get up at six because we didn't know where the train station was, and the trains can leave at eight. So we were like, we need time to get up, and also you. We know we're going to snooze the alarm about 10,000 times. Mm. And then we need to get up and find a Starbucks so we can get Wi-Fi to find the train station. Because
2: we also didn't have Wi-Fi at this place. We hadn't thought far enough ahead to, to, like, download the code from the Oh, Airbnb yeah. Up. Well, because
1: she said she'd have the Wi-Fi password for us, which mm-hmm. she did, but she put it in Airbnb. So we couldn't uh, access it when we were there. Wi-Fi. So we were yeah. like, God yeah. damn it. Because we're like, as soon as we get to the Airbnb, we'll just connect to Wi-Fi and then find the train station and we can sleep longer right? Yeah. No. So anyway, in the morning when we get up, it feels kind of like you're just picking up exactly where you left off. Yeah, you, know? you took a nap. I mean, yeah, exactly. Stress whole blood pressure, right. it's still the same. And so, yeah. <laughs> but you're there in the city. Yeah. That's a huge accomplishment. We can only fail like, so much crazy. at this point. Right. I'm yeah. like, okay, that was a big step one. Yeah. That's good for us. So We wake up, and we get going, and as we're driving around looking for Starbucks to find the train station, we actually find the train station. So we're like, fuck yeah, park the car, there's a cafe in there, so we get caffeinated, we get some food. I think both of our stomachs are just ravaged, because so much like tension and anxiety, and then pastries and coffee.
2: (laughs) (laughs) More sugar and caffeine. More sugar.
1: And then they made a... I remember on the Fjord tour, they make a big thing about how you have to have your ticket Get printed they won't accept an electronic ticket I hate it when
0: places do that yes uh-huh. so we're
1: freaking out about how are we supposed to print this ticket so thankfully there was enough time for them to print it for us at the train station thank nice. God thank but yeah we got on that train and we looked at those goddamn fjords and it was worth <laughs> it.
2: <laughs> and it was super cool because this is like an all-day tour too which is great because we're like we can do another day just like no sleep mm-hmm. no <laughs> and they take you first on train and then you get on a bus and then you get on a boat to actually go through the fjords but on on every step you're seeing the countryside and you're learning something cool and the train we took kind of took us back through the district of Voss which is where we had driven through the previous night but we didn't know we were on the edge of all these amazing lakes and rivers and stuff because pitch black yeah so we kind of got to see that area twice in two different times a day which was neat well
1: aren't you glad that the route we took in the car was not the one as the bus because it was down that steep hill. It was like, you go down this super, super steep hill to basically get to where we were getting on the boat. And I mean, you feel like you're just gonna roll right down. And there's all these old people on the bus Mm -hmm. with us. And Like these
2: old British ladies who you're like trying to brace them. I know. I'm like, I'm so so worried for
1: you right now because they're like, because we're literally hanging on to like the handles in the bus because you're pushed so far forward. So it was like freaking did they seem freaked out at all, or they were just? Chill I think everyone the- was
2: generally like, "This is exciting, but also scary." Yeah, Hopefully, yeah. this bus driver knows what they're doing. Because
1: so I was like, "Sean, if we after all this, we die this way. Oh my god! Travue. You know, I'm yeah. gonna be so pissed." You made a great movie. So the fjords were incredibly beautiful. It's like nothing I've ever seen.
2: You hit up all these iconic towns, and you take this old rickety train at the end through like the original tunnel system they cut to be able to get to the fjords in Flåm and Megan has a thing with heights. And so this train is like from the sixties.
1: Oh no, no, that was like the 1800s. Oh, yeah. It's like from 1850. It's like a Wes Anderson oh, wow. movie
2: this train you're on. And as you're going around <laughs> these corners, It's like the mountain is the wall between you and falling off the tracks, and it's all this stone cut out, and you're looking over, and you're feeling the train lean a little bit, and
1: it's a wooden train, so you feel everything, you know. And I'm like, I'm gonna throw up, Sean, I'm gonna throw, and there was all these kids who were like, this is fun, and I'm like. You don't feel like you're on the brink of death? Like, what? Children don't understand. They just danger. don't understand. Yeah. And they're running around, and I'm like, don't run around, you're going to shake the train. We're all going to die. <laughs> all run right now. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, let's all just sit down and be quiet, and face forward. <laughs> So I'm like freaking out, I'm so nervous. But one of the coolest things was at the very top is, uh, what is that waterfall called? It's like KJ something Foss. Mm. Anyway, I know that. Norwegian. But you get all the way up there and there's a platform and you can get out. And I mean, you're so close to this huge waterfall cool. that you're like, you feel the spray and everything. And then we hear this singing and we're like, what? And this lady in a super flowy red dress comes out and she's singing and dancing dancing, she's and like I'm thin. like, what the fuck is this? She's like
2: the spirit of the waterfall, and <laughs> so it's like... looking <laughs> we look it
1: up on Wikipedia after.
2: Because they just threw this at us. They're not like, please get ready for the performance.
1: It's oh, yeah. Like, no, she just first. comes out of nowhere, and I'm like, holy <laughs> shit. Is she a part of the tour, or is she yes, just she is. hanging out there? Yeah. Wow. So when we eventually, in much time, get to Wi-Fi, we look this up. Yeah, she's like a wood nymph or something, is the mythology around it. But really, there's a school of dance in Bergen, and that's like... One one of the things you do as part of the school oh, is you, cool. yeah, and it's like two weeks you live up there. Whoa, yeah. So anyway, so it was cool. We were like, ooh, wow.
2: So we've done this like all day fjord tour, and we're already on no no steam at all. Yeah, running through this.
1: I'm sure. And
2: so we have to catch more of a, like a standard train back into Bergen. We do that by this time it's six thirty seven. It, yeah.
1: It's- well, and there was this poor guy who needed help on that train because he wasn't supposed to be on our train. He was staying in Myrdal, so he was supposed to take the Flom Railway back, but he didn't. And we were like, oh, God. And Sean's trying to help him, like, being so sweet. And I'm just like, I can't even handle my own travel problems right yeah. now. I <laughs> well,
2: feel for you, but I think we've had a longer day, so we're going to yeah. continue on.
1: Yeah, because the thing that we know awaits us is that we still have the rental car. Yeah, I was going to ask if you had
0: yeah. to return that in the morning or in the evening. In the evening. Okay. And so
2: after we pick up the car from where we parked it at the Bergen train station, we Drive it. It's like a maybe like 45 minute drive, which is really yeah, nice. For the rest half an hour. Of him, out to the airport, and then we're like, we'll drop off the car. It'll be great, and then we take the airport shuttle back to the main station, and we'll just walk from the station home. Even though it's, we know it's going to be a really big hill. It's, it's not that But it's far.
1: a mile. We're like, oh, on the map, yeah. it's a mile. Okay. That's not a problem. I mean, at this point, like, yeah. we're walking mile. like nine miles a day. So we're like, and you don't that's have fine. your stuff on you either. because right. You already dropped it. Yeah, we it. Just have like exactly. small yeah. So, so we're half. like, it's okay. We'll just do that. And if it's really bad, we could get a taxi but it's yeah. fine. We'll just walk.
2: So take the shuttle. Once we've dropped off the car, that's great. And then maneuvering up these hills by foot is crazy because there's like steps built in as much as possible and straight up staircases, but there's little waterfalls going all around you and some of the surfaces are slippery and you're kind of walking very much through the heart of the neighborhood where you're like between two houses on the staircase. And that's like the way Google maps told you to get up to your street.
3: Yeah.
1: Cause it's Smile. literally so steep that the sidewalk essentially becomes this staircase and it's like the size of a four-story house. I mean it's like a hundred steps. And I'm like, okay, so Google Maps said this was an it's a mile, but what's not being accounted for is the vertical distance. And yeah. I was like, remember when I was so nonchalant about how far away the place was? <laughs> well, I'm an idiot. Yes,
2: yeah, so we're like dying and like every single step you take is like I need to use my arms to help me get up this staircase. <laughs> yeah. I'm slipping back down.
1: I'm so <laughs> tired. It's kind of misty. And I'm just like, I want to be home so bad. So
2: it's like eight or so, we make it to the top and we're walking downhill for a change the last couple meters to our apartment. And we're like, oh, this is gonna be the best sleep ever. This is gonna be the best. And we have our take and bake pizza ready for us. In the
1: apartment, yeah, it's gonna be perfect.
2: But we get to the apartment and what's the thing? We don't have the keys anymore because I left the keys on the rental car keychain.
1: No. Yeah. So
2: ultimate panic.
1: It was the longest silence I think we've had yeah. because we're here and I'm like waiting for Sean to get the keys out and then he says Megan the Airbnb key is is on the rental car keys and I just sort of look at him like okay so I always wondered what it would be that you would do that would make me murder you I guess this is this it. is definitely it this is it.
2: You're like, can Norwegians wow. uh, courts process divorces in America? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. We're gonna try. Well, we also, like, tried breaking into the apartment lightly. You know, Like, can you <laughs> give me like this no door? damage,
1: but, like, can I wiggle this handle? Answer? No.
2: Yeah, and we have no way to contact Amy or anything at this yeah, point. Yeah, because and we, don't, our, we, we, don't, we have don't have Wi-Fi. Yeah. Yeah. And we're obviously exhausted. Our phone batteries are super low because yeah. we're taking pictures all day and stuff like that. We have all this stuff. We can't go back down with all this stuff. So, executive decision time, like, may Megan, you stay here. If you're really close to the door, you can get a little Wi-Fi so you can like call your parents and tell them that we're in dire straits. So if we go missing, this is the last place that anyone saw us alive. Oh
1: yeah, cause while we were at the train station, we looked on Airbnb and got the Wi-Fi password. So I was able to connect to it from outside. But yeah, I was like, Sean will go faster without me down the hill and I'll just wait here with our stuff. Cause then he doesn't have to bring his backpack and stuff.
2: So we have no bus passes, no anything at this point. So I'm like, I just need to get to the train station, take the reverse shuttle back to the airport and somehow you know my phone's gonna go dead remember the route that we took up the hillside in Bergen to get back to the place yeah so it's like 8 30 at this point the Sun is setting and I'm getting a lot of flashbacks of the night before when I was completely lost mm. so I'm sprinting down the hill like get to the train station waiting impatiently are they even gonna have the car still like where are the keys gonna be yeah so after about like 45 minutes an hour I get to the airport go to the Avis stall and I'm talking to the guy and he's looking at me like why are you back here what's going on mm-hmm. and thankfully they had not rented out the car again but they oh, had man. taken it to go get cleaned so he's calling his friend he's calling his other friend they bring the car back after about like 20 minutes of me like you know dancing around being like oh please can we go and I'm looking at my phone I have like 3% battery and I'm trying to text Megan but that's only good if she's still connected to the Wi-Fi and I'm connected to a Wi-Fi which right. is not really gonna happen so finally get the keys back Thankfully, the apartment key was still on there. So I grab that and go, walk back, get on the shuttle, take the shuttle back to the Bergen station. And then it's like 9.30, 9.45 by the time I start climbing the hill. So it's yeah. like getting close to dark again and all these street names are jumbling together like am i taking the right staircase yeah and everything
1: looks different in the dark
2: i backtrack he's a only times. been this
1: route one time so yeah. you know and then has to remember it no help and i stupidly thought it was not going to take as long as it did but I, f- I forgot it's half an hour from the train station to the airport half an hour back and that's if you happen to get the shuttle right when it shows up both times which of course doesn't happen. And then a mile hike up and all that. So it's getting cold now because it's summertime, but it's Norway, you know, and they're on like the 55th parallel or whatever in Bergen. Both our phones are dead. And both our phones are dead. So if something happened to Sean, I wouldn't even know what the fuck is 911 in Norway. (laughs) Not that it matters because I don't have a phone (laughs) and I don't speak the language because, again, I suck and didn't prepare for this trip. And so in my mind, we're going all the bad places. And it's like it's beginning to rain. It's really cold. Like I'm getting super miserable and I'm like worried about Sean And I'm like what if someone just comes by and sees I'm alone? And I'm like very vulnerable right now Yeah, that whole thing and i'm becoming like on the edge of hysterical, especially because I have not cried yet So i'm still just holding everything in and i'm getting so worried about sean So I decide well i'll just go look for him <laughs> which is hilarious because, really, Megan? To get to the apartment, you go off the street and you go down and around. And I'm like, I just need to be on the street. Like, I need to be visible. I need to be able to see more. And it's almost, like, pitch black at this point because it's past 10 o'clock by now. So I get up and I'm like, I'm just gonna leave all our stuff here. Who cares? Take everything from me, Norway. It's fine. (laughs) Um, And so I go up the stairs to get up to street level and I look around and there's just, like, not a soul and it's so quiet and I'm just like, oh my god and I start walking back the way you know like if I was gonna go to the train station or something I start walking up that hill a little bit and then Sean comes out from the darkness like he comes up over that same hill and so we see each other and it's raining and it's dark and I'm so relieved to see him and he like has the key out so everything's gonna be okay now and I just start bawling he runs over to me and is like holding me And I'm sobbing and we're standing in the middle of the street.
2: It was like some notebook shit. It
1: was the notebook And I am finally just like losing it and it's all coming out now And it was so funny because I'm fucking freezing, you know I've been stuck outside all day, but now you know hours at night Sean is hot as balls because he's been climbing a mountain (laughs)
3: Yeah
1: So he's like sweating and trying to get out of his jacket, and I'm like, I'm losing, ah!" (laughs) So, yeah, so we think we like hysterically laughed, cried for multiple minutes in the street, I imagine, Mm -hmm. and then we went into the apartment and we threw the pizza in the oven. I took the hottest shower of my life, and then we ate that pizza in bed and passed out.
0: (laughs) That's true romance. I've never heard something so romantic. It
1: was a big deal. I mean, the feeling I felt when I saw Sean, like, it brings tears to my eyes just thinking about it because it was the happiest moment. You know, there was seeing him at the end of the aisle when we got married and there was seeing him coming over that hill (laughs) in Norway. (laughs) And that was so much more emotional.
0: That's such a great story of kind of your honeymoon trip that you were describing and really confirming your love for each other. And if everything
2: had gone right, we could never have had that amazing moment. And so that's why, like, I'm that stickler who is always looking at stuff in a positive light. But really, <laughs> it was such a cool trip because we got to have that moment of, yeah, we totally fucked up, like, ten times in a row. And yeah. Everything went wrong. So
1: hard, yeah. But
2: at the end of the day, it was amazing.
1: Yeah. And, you know, we both had massive screw-ups. And even though I like to pretend like Sean barely helped out with the driving, um, <laughs> but really, like, it was both our faults and it took both of us to figure it out and fix it and so it's one of my very favorite memories in life and truly I mean I love Norway I can't say enough good things about it so it didn't Norway is so good that even having that experience (laughs) there makes me want to go back so that's
0: incredible and it's a true testament of your marriage to get through a crazy trip in general like any trip traveling with someone else is hard but to get through that
1: yeah and we laugh about it a lot now so
2: <laughs> and that is the story we, I think, to get to know us as a couple, you have to hear that story. <laughs> we call it the Bergen Incident.
1: Just a mild incident. And now that we've overcome that, everything else seems pretty easy. Yeah. The rest of the trip, we were like, okay, what's the name of the airport, though? Like... <laughs> <laughs>
0: Always confirm the name, not just the city. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: the major takeaway is really just that Oslo has two airports. Don't forget that. <laughs> the advice we
2: can pass on to other travelers.
1: Yes. Is
0: yeah. that. <laughs> that Oslo has two airports. It's super true though what you're saying about the highs and the lows of life. Like you don't know what it's like to be on the highest peak until you've been in the lowest valley kind mm. of thing.
1: So true. And extra poetic given that Norway has many high peaks and low valleys. <laughs> yes. Exactly. It's beautiful. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) that's
0: amazing that is a super incredible travel story
2: I mean, that was only halfway through the trip, right? So that was definitely the most serious, most emotional it got. And then everything after that was pretty awesome. The one thing we made sure to do after going through all that is plan for a place where it was really sunny and we could go to a beach. So that's how we ended up in Sicily as our last location. Nice. Other than going back through London. I think we really made a ton of great choices on the cities to visit. And I would highly recommend traveling like that for other people in the future.
1: Yeah. I mean, Sean and I both, especially me, are planners. Let's plan. and and agonize over the details and worry about stuff but then have that secure feeling of I know what I'm going to be doing as much as possible and so what I really wanted from this trip was like an exercise in letting go of that you know obviously it has its ups and downs but I think it was a really important lesson and experience for us to also realize that when we don't plan ahead we still come up with really good plans and so it's okay to not be like well what about but the one thing I will say about Sicily is that, you know, Norway left us feeling a bit chilly, or at least one mm. of us. So we realized toward the end of our trip that we were going to have a couple extra days before Heathrow. We wanted to go to Edinburgh, but it was going to be way too expensive. So if we had planned ahead, mm. it wouldn't have been so expensive. But here we are. And also, it wouldn't be warm. So we were like, you know what? It's like 10 bucks. Well, it wasn't 10 bucks, but it was really cheap to fly to Sicily. So we're like, okay, let's just do that. So we look at the weather forecast for when we're going to be there because I'm like, I just want to be in the hottest part. So, you know, yeah. you've got a lot of choices <laughs> in Sicily. So I'm like, I just want to be where it's going to be hot. Well, the entire motherfucking island is going to be cloudy and cool Aww. in those days, except for one day in Taormina. So the closest airport then is Catania. So I'm like, all right, let's do we're it. We're doing this. yeah. Well, and I think... The forecast was actually better at the time. Yeah, it kept up on us. It was good until right before, and then things changed. That's what it was. But thankfully, we had already planned to fly into Catania. So it's only an hour train ride to Taormina. So it's like when we get there, it's pouring down rain and the weather was really bad. And we were like, oh God, no. And so we're looking at the weather forecast and that's how we find out.
2: Yeah, what what happened was, is we got there and we're like expecting good weather. We can just go to the beach like half an hour from the hotel, walk it, whatever. And it'll be beautiful. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, we're still kind of recovering from sleep from different travels. And Megan wakes me up at like six and she's like, Sean, Sean, Sean. The weather's terrible. We, we had to plan. <laughs> we had to make changes, and so we're like scanning the beaches, you know, like the the map view on uh, weather underground, and it's like, okay, there's one place where it's going to be really sunny in Taormina, so we're going to be there. So we're and like, we're lucky
1: because we're only an hour away. But I was looking at all the major cities, and you know, you can train to them. It's a small enough island, so thankfully, like Taormina is going to be closest.
2: Yeah, and so. Getting there was pretty cool. Sicily and I would say other parts of Italy that I've been to, it definitely has more of like an island vibe in the sense that it's a little bit slower, and there's so much history there that it really doesn't have to change itself to fit into a modern person's schedule. Just like all all the buildings, all the jobs people have, the markets opening up in the morning. It could go on like that for the next several hundred years. It doesn't have to change a yeah. thing. We were waiting at the train station to get from Catania to Tarmina, and that's where Megan ran into Aww. the oldest, cutest guy ever to serve oh, coffee. Yeah. And we've tried different strategies to get ice drinks in other cities. And what's kind of cool in a lot of cafes is they go straight from like the hottest drink ever to like basically a slushy. And so if you really want something ice, you get like a smoothie or like a blended ice chocolate coffee drink, which yeah. I'm all about. Ice cafe. Yeah. <laughs> and mm. so Sicily, not so much. It's like everything's boiling or hotter.
1: Yeah. One, yeah. well, it's like, if you don't have this the way we do in the old country, well, you can go fuck yourself because <laughs> this is the only way it gets done around and here.
2: As we're walking into this cafe, we we see like the people have their small like doppio or shot of espresso and yeah. then they have a thing of hot water so you can dilute it a little bit if you want. That's your options. Yeah. Have it your way as long as it's hot water <laughs> One of these two and <laughs> espresso.
1: When I really thought that my Spanish was going to get me further in Italy, but no. 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 And I mean even yeah. like reading off a menu, not just talking to people but interpreting signs and stuff, I thought I was going to be better and no and so this like sweet old man is making coffee at the train station and i'm trying to ask him if he has ice to just make a coffee with milk and put it on ice and he does not understand anything I'm saying and he's like very confused about why would you even want coffee that's different than how I make it you know yeah he's, yeah. Hearing,
2: he's hearing the words coffee and ice and he's like okay I got that far but still like I'm incredulous that you would even ask me to right. do something right like yeah this. and so this this younger dude sitting at the counter he's like oh I'll help you out because I speak a little more English right but then he hears Megan's request and he's just like no I'm not even going to tell it. Yeah.
1: He's like, no, 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 you can't. You, No, no. It's a sin. Yeah. And so I'm like, oh, well, fuck. So then I get, I mean, I get the espresso thing, though, because I'm like, Sean, if I don't have caffeine straight to the dome right now, I'm going to die. Mm. And so I have it and everything is okay. But I will never forget how, like, devastated and sad I made that old man. He mm-hmm. really seemed disappointed in me. And I was like, I'm really sorry. It's not my fault that I grew up in America. And, and it makes me uncultured.
0: I'm a big coffee lover lover and I've definitely discovered that coffee means a very different thing in very different places because Mm -hmm. in America coffee means drip coffee or filtered coffee but in Europe it almost always means just espresso coffee Mm -hmm. espresso Mm -hmm. shots And even at the Starbucks in Europe, they don't really have filtered coffee. And we were in Costa Rica a couple of years ago. And the coffee there is like a very sugary Mm -hmm. smoothie blended drink. And that's very surprising to me. So different places have different expectations.
1: My dad grew up in Venezuela. And his memory of coffee, I mean, he was a kid when he was there. So he wasn't really drinking it. But his dad and his uncle would, for them, coffee was like tiny. I think he said it would be sold on the street in a Dixie cup and it was super concentrated coffee and also really sweet like saturated wow. with mm. sugar and that's how everybody took their coffee that's cool yeah. which is interesting but yeah i'm like ice drinks all the way so europe and i our mornings don't we drive super yeah. well yeah yeah so we went to Tarmina in in search of sun and we got a little bit yeah
2: thankfully it was one of those things where like is the sun gonna come out like if this one cloud will move over then we would have a sunny day perfect beach
1: Yeah, and the place that we were staying in Catania was really cute. And the Airbnb guy was so, was his name? Mario? Marco. Marco. Yeah, he was so sweet and just jolly. And I loved it because we were on the second floor, um, you know, and of course it's this huge marble building. So you just feel as you're going up the stairs, you're like, this place is so solid. And then you can hear the shop going on on the ground level in the morning and everyone is just yelling at each other. And it's like, they're probably saying nice things, but everyone is so emotive, you know? Yeah. And it's always about tomatoes, right? It's like, you know, yeah, Yeah. it's just (laughs) something is happening and it's food related and it's the the most important thing right now, (laughs) which was really awesome. And we also, we saw like a 12 year old boy just smoking a cigarette and talking it up with the old guys at the butcher's stand or whatever. And it was hilarious. It was so great. It was a very, very old country. We loved it. <laughs> Sounds like an awesome trip. It was really I good. Really was. Yeah.
2: I was also unemployed during this time. So, <laughs> a,
0: little, so a little more
2: preface. I had quit my job near the end of June before we had a little mini dive trip that we had planned for a long time. And I'm just like, well, I'm going to be on vacation, so I might as well quit right now. Didn't get a job for a little bit. So then we're in Europe, and towards the end we're also like, hmm, money. That's a thing. Uh, I know.
1: She- I'm like, I wonder how much yeah. money we spent. Uh, let's not find out. <laughs> yeah. Don't look at the bank again yeah, until don't. you're back home. Exactly.
2: Somebody stole my credit card and went <laughs> and on a went
0: trip. And they went to yeah. yeah. It was
2: sickening. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, would I really spend $1,000 on a car in Norway? I oh mean God. that so. does not sound
1: like me yeah.
0: <laughs> I wouldn't do that
2: and it's an Audi and I
1: That's would never drive an Audi by choice
0: <laughs> your credit card company would probably be like I'm sorry ma'am I'll remove this <laughs> yes. right away
1: you're so right we're so sorry for asking <laughs> okay so to wrap up What's your favorite thing about traveling? I just really like to see things I don't get to see every day and I almost said I like to see new things but I really genuinely enjoy going to the same places multiple times because it's never the same and that's why you know I've been scuba diving in locations many times and I still love it like it was the first time I was there you know because you can always that stuff never gets old and so like Likewise, you know, I would love to go back to Europe with Sean and I would love to visit most of the same places we already went just because it was really cool the first time. It'll be really cool a second time, you know, so I just love to see things that's not part of my everyday. And we have learned so much about life in general and how the rest of the world operates by going to see it in person that you just can't relate to in any other way. To me, traveling is invaluable for that reason. That's awesome.
2: My favorite thing? A lot of what you said, it's but
1: traveling with me. Yeah, actually, <laughs> actually yes. So you're like
0: I also know Sean's answer. I yeah. can speak it me it mean, really, that's like
2: maybe my number one favorite thing about Megan is that I know we're a good match because we travel really well together, and it's like fun mm-hmm. sitting next to a person on a plane. That's a big step with
3: anybody. <laughs> yeah, right?
2: can't it's say true. that about too many people, including my own twin brother, right? Because we fell over the armrest. <laughs> But honestly, I think it's the idea of like getting outside your normal daily flow and having like such a different purpose to what you're doing. Like scuba diving is a great example because your your whole purpose is exploring. And if you can connect with somebody, an amazing dive master or amazing travel guide or even geocaching mm-hmm. in a location you haven't been and get them to tell you like, hey, I love this place because of this and let me show it to you than this unforgettable experience
0: yeah going deeper into a specific aspect of a Mm -hmm. place or a culture absolutely well thank you guys so much for being guests on the podcast
1: well thanks for having us this was really fun yeah your
0: story was incredible Globe Trotters. Thanks for listening to Transpo, the travel inspiration podcast. If you want more Transpo in your life, you can visit us at transpo.com Follow us on Instagram or Twitter, where our handle is at transpocast, or email us at TrinspoCast at gmail.com. Also, when you have the chance, please head to Trinspo.com slash review and leave us an iTunes review so that other listeners can discover our podcast too and get inspired for their next adventure. Thanks for coming along for the journey.